right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, Elevated Friendship. How do you feel about all this going on? Now, I'm going to tell you how I feel, but how do you feel? Let's make it plain. All right, all right, all right. So... We are back, and uh, this is this is a really weird time, um, because uh, th- this time period is offering an exchange of power, an exchange of energy that I didn't really see coming. Um, and, and what I'm talking about specifically is the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Uh, uh, you know, the Title IX 50th anniversary. And then also having Brittany Griner in, uh, you know, Russian prison or Russian jail, right? There's not really much I can really say uh, uh, as to like a side because everybody loves picking a side when it comes to, you know, big court issues, big Supreme Court things, um, when really I really wish what people would just take the time to speak to one another um, because uh, a lot of times it's really odd to me and scary how we're on the same page for nine out of the 10 things in our menu for nine out of the 10 things in the book. So um, there's people that celebrate, you know, the overturning of Roe versus Wade. And I understand why. And then there's people that are in bitter misery and walking around mad, hurt. I mean, we saw it on ESPN, the WNBA, uh, uh, you know, owners and CEOs are calling this thing out. This is like right in line with, you know, Pride Month, like, which is to me kind of like, I hate to say it's kind of sloppy. Like if you're going to overturn, you know, something like this, maybe do it in the wintertime when there's not really much going on or, uh. Uh, I don't know, just a different time, but to overturn Roe versus Wade during Pride Month, right after Juneteenth, um, when it was, you know, basically, uh, you know, put together in a time when civil rights and segregation was just coming to an end. We, we were just getting more power over what we can and can't do. And now it seems like, you know, for for a lot of ladies, what they're saying is going backwards. So for me, I want to talk from both sides um, here because my life is a little bit different from everybody else's. For some, this is the devil, right? Something like this is is purely the devil. For others, this is a gift from God, right? So how can, how can it be? And, and in my experience, my knowledge, um, I've come to find out that somebody's God is somebody's devil in so many different stories and the same somebody's devil is somebody's God and in some other stories. So I want to go back to an interview from the breakfast club that I listened to uh, with Angela Stanton. Um, Now I, you know, just think very highly of her. I think she was an amazing person. Um, She was running for office down in Georgia as a Republican who also uh, supported many of the things that Trump agreed with. So 
she, <laughs> as you can imagine, on The Breakfast Club, she had a big fight on her hands. Um, I felt like they were very disrespectful to her, but I understand their energy. Um, for the same reasons why I'm saying people should calm down and talk, this this interview was one of those those things because um coming from similar communities a lot of the things that they discuss they actually agree on it's just when you put on those shoes of democrat and republican somebody's going to hate you so i'm not saying you can't choose you can do whatever you want but the minute you do that it does create a different conversation and that's where, for me, it's hard is because people assume that because you put on these shoes, you are 100% this way. And it might not be that way. It just might be that for specific things, you choose this, so you're going to go this direction. But whatever. Um, in that interview, she goes on to explain how, you know, in the black community, it was very hard. It was very difficult. But the number one thing she was trying to slow down and stop in this scenario is how 85, she said, 85% of black communities have a, you know, Planned Parenthood, but most white communities have, you know, fertility clinics. So she was just trying to stress in that moment that being, that, that saying black lives matter should not mean that, you know, abortion is something that these clinics are, you know, so readily doing and that's what makes it hard is at this point in life i don't really know anybody that's in that mindset um which is it is tough so the pro-life crowd is saying protect the babies the pro-life is saying biblically jeremiah is 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 our banner um you know be, before abraham knew you you know before you in Abraham's womb, you know, I'm, I'm saying it wrong, but um, you're having an, now a, an account. We have people that were told that they were going to be aborted and now they are alive and, and saying, my mom could have aborted me. My parents could have aborted me this, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I was a child of rape. I was a child of this. I was a child of that. And um, it's just hard because I know the truth. Um, that in other parts of the world, like specifically in the Middle East, um, you might be stoned to death. If a woman is defiled, she might be stoned to death. So rape, a lot of times, is a death sentence for the woman, right? So if we're going to blend church and state, like for me, what this means is, if we're going to blend church and state, and I'll, I'll close with this on the pro side, you need to give me the full gospel, but we won't do that. Like this is this is one of the things for me. Um, and this was I'm not saying that you have to be this way, but in my most boisterous <laughs> stick my chest out uh, 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 Christian mindset. I remember this years ago. I felt a little bit embarrassed and also worried that that Jesus Christ never shows up on our money. When, when it says in God, we trust the God is never specified. It's a pyramid that, uh, on the declaration of independence on the pledge of allegiance, we don't pledge of allegiance to the flag. 
one nation indivisible to Jesus Christ, or we hold those truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, yada, 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 Jesus Christ. Like none of the amendments include our faith. And then when prayer was taken out of schools, you had no grounds to defend it because we had already let that slip, didn't we? So that's what I'm saying. If we're going to blend church and state, give me the full gospel. You know, when you go into a Muslim country, a Bible is not allowed. I've had soldiers tell me that they would use a deck of cards to represent uh, the Bible, um, which which each 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 deck of cards had biblical symbolism and meaning. Because if you come into that country with a Bible, the Bible is actually worse than nuclear warhead. Like hearing that from a soldier, I'm like, well, we you can read whatever you want here. I'm not saying we need to burn all of our books. I'm just saying you don't know whose country this is until election season. Like that, that shouldn't be it. And in your neighborhood, can you put up, you know, Christian memorabilia if you're Jewish? If you're like, what can you put up in this country? So for me, all I can say is go all in. If you're going to support Christ, if you're going to support the Christian way of life and what Christ did, then I haven't seen that. Like I really haven't. Our TV, our movies, and so many of those things do not reflect that. If anything, they reflect the the loss of it or the lack of it. So much so that when we get to a point like today, you can see that people really haven't read their Bibles by the way they act. People aren't Christ-like. They have a Christ membership. So they're not acting like Christ. They're acting like people that can run over to say, well, this scripture says, and then it gives them the ability to say and do whatever they want. They're just being tattletales. (laughs) They're not real Christians. So, I mean... there's there's too much if if we did a pop quiz right now and go to people's churches and do a pop quiz on just what's written in red by jesus christ how are they going to (laughs) do and how will we know that they are his disciples when they love one to another not court not overturning stuff not throwing them in prison not all lives matter it's when they love one to another. So, I mean, there's there's too much, you all. There's too much good scripture for you to go and read as a, a, a Christian male or female and act like you need to go and argue with somebody. There's just too much to read. We know Lord of the Rings and Marvel Comics and Star Wars better than we know our own Bible. So that is a problem. So if we're pro-life, To me, what you're saying is you're pro-life from 12 weeks to 12 decades, from 12 weeks to 12 to last 12 seconds of air, from 12 weeks to the last 12 moments with your family, from 12 weeks to to 12 months in the ground. You're pro-life even even after the grave, (laughs) aren't we? (laughs) We talk talk about heaven all this time. Heaven is for real. Um, So, yeah, pro-life, I get it. Like, I get it, but I really wish we would take the time to just sit down and talk with one another. Like, I really do. Um, that is the, the number one thing that's missing. 
And sales, like sales in its nature, is the art of persuasion by sharing information. So we just completely throw that out the window when it comes to voting and politics and all that. It's 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 more of a a, a rap battle in a sense. Like how clever can I be with how I deliver these things and then make people not trust this person or make them stutter or, you know, damage their image, um, which is something if you've ever dealt with in your own personal life, you never want to see again. Like if you had to deal with it in your personal life, you're like, oh, this is trash. Like, why would I subscribe to this? If like this is how a human being wants to act, like I dare you to go on an interview and do the same things that politicians do every November. Like that's like you don't know the other applicants. Like let's talk about you. Like what are you going to do? Um, you know, whatever. So if you are pro-choice, you're saying my body, my choice. Um, you as an insurance have the ability to remove the product of incest, the product of rape, uh, with an abortion. So that, that life taking ability, um, if say the pregnancy means that you will die people have made that choice to abort that pregnancy. Um, these are hard choices. You all like really hard choices. And the, the hardest part for me is, um, knowing that we're we're going to be pro-life or pro-choice, whatever. And we come from a history of war. We come from a history of, I don't want to say authorizing kills, but that's what we do as police officers. As police officers, we are authorized to discharge our weapons, right? In the military, the army. I mean, like, let's just be real here. If you bomb a country or bomb a village and there are children in that village that are a part of the Al-Qaeda or uh, Taliban or whatever, you just kill children. Your pro-life status no longer, uh, it no longer matters at that moment because you had to execute um, extreme prejudice to remove a threat. So really it just, it, it turns into what, what is a threat to you? What's a threat to me isn't a threat to you. So, I mean, that's hard. And, and if you're pro-choice, then now you're presented with, <laughs> now you're presented with this, this option where instead of blowing up that village, do you choose to negotiate? Are these people irrational? So it, it's really weird how, in one scenario, we have a choice. In the other, we have to kill. Like When it comes to war, as long as we're not on American soil, you can kill people. But once you come here, we care about the babies. Which is like, it's really confusing to me. Like Anybody that wants to help me understand that, I am open. Um, but that's where it always gets a little bit hard. Because if I'm in my home, right? And because I know my neighbors, <laughs> if you come to their home looking for trouble 
and in any way show that you are a threat, that you want to enter that home or hurt or harm anyone in that home, you're done. Like, and if it comes to it and it's life or death, it's me or you, especially knowing my neighbors, like you're done. Like they're not going to give you the chance to go after their family, their wives, their kids or this or that. So that's where like, for me, it's, it's, it's really odd. Who gets to die is the question. And that's, it blows my mind being in this country, being from this country, just the, the conversation of who's allowed to die, who's allowed to kill. Um, and we know this, we know that soldiers have confirmed kills. We know this. So I don't know how people sleep at night, but I do know that PTSD is one of those, those tougher things to get around. And I feel like now we have to shift forward to look at what we're going to do going forward. So like, what does this mean for the future? To me, what it means is, you know, a question. Shouldn't this encourage men to be smarter about their bodies? Right? Shouldn't this encourage men to, to, as my buddy in high school said, you shouldn't have sex with a girl or a woman, you know, specifically being our age. We're the same age, right? So he said this to me in high school. You shouldn't have sex with someone you wouldn't marry. Because if things go wrong and you guys do get a little bit too hot and heavy, now you know you can marry this person. This is one of the smartest things I've ever heard. And and he was 17 telling me this. Um, but men now have to be smarter about their bodies. You can't uh, uh, just think that a condom and plan B and, and uh, uh, the pill and even going to a clinic before those 12 weeks is going to help you. It It's not. Not if you live in one of those states. And I hope this encourages women to bond together better. Um, like I, I made the joke the other day that hoes and 4.0s need to know each other better. Hoes and 4.0s. Um, because the, the gap between these types of women is the reason why I feel like same thing with men and like the, the nerds and the, the, the nerds and the machos. Those gaps create so much problem for us later on in life for men and women later on in life where instead of looking at each other as competition or looking at each other as pests we should have found a way to bond together so much sooner and hopefully this will encourage dads to stop being so macho with their guns and thinking if anything happens to her i'm gonna blow some kid's head off you know let's still do the manis and petties if you're a girl dad Go do the manis and petties with your daughter and then show her who Ronda Rousey is. You know, show her who, who these female martial artists are. Show them how to defend themselves in, in, you know, various scenarios. If you want to take your daughter to the gun range at 16 and show her how to fire a weapon or whatever the approved age is, that is up to you. That's, that's your choice. We have female police officers. There's girls with guns. Um, if you want to take your daughter and your wife to a dojo so they can learn Brazilian jiu-jitsu, so they can learn, um, you know, chokeholds and strangle moves and how to be in and out of, you know, tough situations, now would be the time. I, I really hate that we have to get to 
this court decision to make us do the things we've been doing so, you know, to make us do the things we should have been doing for so long. So, once again, I'm not here to pepper you with statistics to impress you. Um, I don't know the numbers by by color and demographic and earning and and incest and rape. I don't. I don't know. I don't know those numbers. Um, but it's it's just tough because I've I've always heard of dads having that mentality when it involves rape of well I'm not firing no warning shots. Or they invite the guy over for dinner, you know, first thing they do is bring out their shotgun. Like, hey, nice to meet you, son. How you doing? Um, but, you know, there's self-defense. There's concealing carry. And and I started to notice my friends um, that do go to the firing range mentioned to me that they had seen more women at the firing range nowadays. Um, because, hey, believe it or not, life is life. Women have women have seen the worst of us for a long time. Um, if you have women in your family who have been raped um, and have not gotten the help and they just cage all that in, it can be very lonely and damaging. And sometimes the only thing they can do is completely isolate themselves from the world or... <laughs> They start to fight back and then they get a gun. And one of the coolest stories I've ever seen was a woman running, I think, in a park. And the attacker, <laughs> the attacker uh, tried to corner her in the bathroom and her um, her running app was on. So when they get in the bathroom, you can see all these scribbles of him chasing her and she beat the face off of this man. She beat the snot out of this man and left him almost for dead. And the hardest part about it is he kept chasing her. He kept asking for the ass whooping. So let's do a better job of equipping and arming ourselves with not just self-defense, but wisdom. What is it that puts us in these situations, that puts us in these scenarios where we feel like we need Roe versus Wade. And, and I'm going to take it to a place that I, I hope I never have to discuss with anybody. When it involves little girls, when it involves incest, help me God. Okay? Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say about those men. Because while while the pro-life crowd may be able to support that little girl, whatever age she may be, um, <laughs> heaven help us. There isn't a man I know that wouldn't push this man almost to his last breath, knowing that a man violated a family member or young lady this way okay so when you find that in your family it makes it extremely hard because you never want to see that man again and if you do you want to make sure he's strapped down and in pain for the rest of his life like pain um 
So going forward, I feel like this means that athleticism, um, athleticism and self-defense are necessary for women. Um, we're not at a place where we can just slack off anymore. Um, health is wealth. So how you protect yourself a lot of times says a lot about you. And, and this is this is no different. It shouldn't be. Um, your house has a roof, right? Your house has four walls, windows, so you can ventilate and see what's outside. And Like, why do we care so much about our things but not ourselves? Women's health and togetherness is prudent. Um, when girls in the past have had their drinks roofied or they've been caught with a guy or you know, drunk or, or, you know, this guy was stupid or whatever. Um, a lot of those cases always involve a mindset and a, I want to say, error or mistakes that only happen in our younger age when we're drinking, when we're partying, when we let our guard down. We can't let our guard down anymore, ladies. Like, that's, that's just not, mm-mm. And I mean, as far as women accounting for women at parties and, you know, being being alone should be by choice only. Not because this girl is so drunk. Oh, yeah, I'll help her. I'll help her to the restroom. Like, come on now. I even had a young lady um, show me nail polish that allows you to stir your drink with the nail polish and it changes colors if you've been roofied. Like, this is the world we live in for our young ladies where they have to result to a nail polish to find out if they're being roofied by boys. What's happening next after that? So, I mean, we've seen the movies, you know, where like, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, um, you know, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, you know, th there's all these ways that serial killers and men have taken advantage of women's vulnerability. And it's sick, it's disgusting, and I think for men, for dads specifically, we need to stop act, act, acting like it doesn't. We need to stop acting like it's not going to happen to my daughter. It's not going to, you know, this, that, and the other. What's wrong with giving these young ladies the ability to arm and equip and help themselves? Pepper spray sometimes isn't enough. Sometimes you need to physically hurt and harm that man so that whatever mentality he's in that, that is fueling him to hurt, harm, and rob this woman of peace, she may never get back, to break that in half, crash that, destroy that, no matter who it is. So <clears throat> the hardest part is, um, I'll, I'll just be real with you all, I'm running into grown Men who have been abused by family and, and high-ranking officials, very important people in their communities, they have been raped or sodomized in some way by men. And these are little boys, black, white, and it changes them forever. So this isn't just a, a, a male-female, male-to-female thing. This is just in general. Um, we, we just need to be better. We need to be smarter. Um, last but not least, two things. We are celebrating um, in this month the anniversary of Title IX. Um, I, can't, I can't even begin to tell you 
like how much this has changed the mm, how much it's changed just the projection of so many things right so i'm sitting here thinking i'm like 50 years all right so that's like 70s um i'm like okay for me that means without title nine i don't get to see serena I don't get to see the the um, NCAA uh, track meets um, that I love, the women that I love. I don't get to see Gail Devers or Flojo or Sydney McLaughlin or Allison Felix or any of these amazing talents, these amazing women. And if you go back and watch the WBL in the 70s, that women's basketball league, boy, 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 did they run into so much stuff. They ran into so much stuff. You know, so much to the point where, like, one of the young ladies was even playing on the Pacers basketball team, and she was getting so roughed up. And and in my sport, in track and field, the track and field world, the ladies run the 100-meter hurdles, the men run the 110 high hurdles. Now, this has nothing to do with being better or faster. This is specifically because of how we're built, okay? How we're built. Men cannot have children. Men cannot produce. We do not have a menstrual cycle. We do not have the issue of blood. We don't get pregnant. Um, and we don't go through menopause. We don't go through any of the things that women go through with their monthly cycle with pregnancy or menopause. We don't go through any of that. So we don't have that ability. We can't switch. Okay, <laughs> um, I don't feel bad at all that I'm watching the 100 meter hurdles because these women are divas, superstars. It's just different. Okay, I stand up to use the restroom. Other people sit down. Okay, so there's not about a better or worse. I just wish a lot of times that for the WBL and the WNBA, there was a nine foot rim instead of a 10 foot rim. Because I would love to see women dunking all over the place in the WNBA games. Like, that would give me so much joy. Um, I would just love to see that. But here we are celebrating, you know, the 50th anniversary of, you know, Title IX. And it's just amazing to see how far we've come from that time period. Where you even have movies like um, uh, uh, A League of Their Own. Um, showing you know what what ladies were while the men were off at war, <laughs> not able to you know be the pros and 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 be who they were on the baseball field, doing a, a great job of playing the game and entertaining us. That's it. That's all sports is is playing the game and entertaining us. Now playing the game creates a mentality in you that's a little bit hunter like, um, but that's that's just it. It's playing the game. And entertaining us. Um, and I brought up basketball to allude to this young lady, Brittany Griner. She's in Russia. She's been there for, you know, months now. And, I mean, her wife is worried. Her wife is, is you know, hurt. I've heard that, you know, if this was LeBron James or Steph Curry or Michael Jordan, you know, it would never pass that the president would be doing more. Um, I actually think it would be the same or worse considering who we're dealing with, right? Um, 
there's been a lot of talks of China and Russia over the last couple of years. And um, like with the Roe versus Wade thing, I kind of feel like we're going backwards with that. We should have kind of mutated it um, where there should be a Christian component to our Supreme Court rulings. There's, you should have a space in it um, for religious protections, I feel. Um, but we never started with that, so it's, it's kind of hard to ask for that now. The, the ball has been rolling for too long. Um, but coming back to Brittany Griner, um, she's in Russia, y'all. Russia. Like, to me, it'd be the same thing as if she was in China. Um, you violate them. You go against them. And you're going to pay. Like, it's, it's, it's not the same country. We've got fancy lawyers and Johnny Cochran's and and Lincoln lawyers and 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 all this Jared Shapiro's and uh, you know we've got all these fancy people and uh, they just they don't have that they don't care about all that especially if you know how they run their countries and if you ask anybody that's been to China or been to Russia uh, specifically people that are military or know the world it's scary y'all. And so that's why I, I, I feel in my heart of hearts that it would be the same or worse if it was, say, like a LeBron James or a Steph Curry or even a Michael Jordan, because that's a very huge carrot to dangle out to um, the Americas. I mean, you've got one of the greatest WNBA stars we've seen. And um, it's like, how many days? So hopefully we see this young lady back soon on American soil. Um, I don't know what this means for us as an economy or what it means for us as people. Um, because, you know, to a certain extent, I know um, they are very anti-gay. They are very anti-pride um, more than us. Um, whereas I feel like now it's embraced and, and we understand people's differences. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, this is a different situation. It's a different situation and a different person. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, mm, I don't know. A lot to think on, but all together, um, you all, I hope you understand that speaking to one another about each specific case when we're talking about pregnancies is 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 the world, um, not necessarily these big topics. Like, please take the time to educate yourself on each other. Have the conversation one on one with each other. Um I, I couldn't be more hurt when it comes to talking to people that have been put in foster care, that have been put into adoption. I had a friend tell me, you know, in detail that no one should ever need to know what it feels like to just be wanted. Right. And he was like growing up as a child, not feeling wanted because you were given up for adoption. That's what we're really talking about here. And how are we supporting these kids that were put up for adoption that go not being wanted for years 
And then we don't know what kind of homes they're going to. I don't know if we can trust those kind of homes that they're going to. And to say that you're pro-life and then go on and say that you're uh, 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 pro-life and then go you know, down the road where you talk down about people that you won't help, to me, that's not pro-life. Pro-life should should have an energy and a zeal to it that turns everyone into a hero, that turns everyone into an active member of communities that need the help. Teachers don't go to school to teach those that are on their same level. They go to teach children and kids that they want to garden and, and raise and strengthen to be stronger, healthier young adults and adults. So in essence, teaching is exactly what, to me, pro-life should be. Where you can't say that you're pro-life, you need to go and be it. Go and do it. As a parent, you are pro-life. As a teacher, you are pro-life. As a fireman, you are pro-life. As a doctor, this is why they have malpractice insurance, you are pro-life. So to me, saying pro-life means you are pro-dedicated to go out and help. You are pro-dedicated to go out and be, not say it, to be it. All right, y'all. That's enough. I'm going to shut it down. So, yeah. All right, you all. Love you all. Hope you love me back. You can love, like, and share these messages. I'll see you soon.